Some of you have asked how you can help us. While most of us would say, we want wine. <sighs> Italia Wine Podcast is a publicly funded, sponsor-driven enterprise that needs the moolah. You can donate through Patreon or GoFundMe by heading to italianwinepodcast.com. We would appreciate it. Oh, yeah. Welcome to The Next Generation. I'm Victoria Cece. Join me as we chat with young Italian wine people shaking up the wine scene. We're going to geek out on a grape or grape fam, then hear about all the wild wine things our guests have been up to, from vineyard experiments to their favorite wine bars. Hello, hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Next Generation podcast with me. So today we are going to be talking about some really fun things, some really Tuscan things. We have a fun little grape discussion from the book, Italian Wine Unplugged, with a little sprinkle of the Jumbo Ship Guide to Italian Wine on Aliatico, a fun, fun, fun grape that is quite ancient and quite Tuscan. Um, And then we're going to move into our interview with the lovely Giulia Scalzini of Poggio Grillo Winery in Castagnetto Carducci. Now, before we get into our interview, let's learn a little bit about Aliatico. Now, if you've never heard about Aliatico before, please don't feel dumb. It is an awesome grape, but it's still very much under the radar. Another reason why we're chatting with Giulia, because she's doing super cool things with this grape. And she's so young, and I feel like such an underachiever, but you know inspiration. Moving on. Aliatico. So um, Aliatico is an aromatic red variety of central Italy with a history back to the ancient Romans. Now, a biotype of Aliatico is used to make wine historically known as Vernaccia di Pergola in the Marche. So going outside of Tuscany, Le Marche, another region. Um, synonyms include Aliatica, Aliatica di Firenze, Aliatichina, and many Aliaticos dell'Elba, d'Aldemura, di Beneventoare. And Aliatico is also an offspring of Moscato Bianco and is related to the Lacrima and possibly Sangiovese and Galliopo. Um, and if you didn't know, Sangiovese is a parent of Galliopo. Other grapes we're not discussing right now, just a little fun fact. Now, Aliatico does have a DOCG, Aliatico Basito, which is a delicious dessert wine from the beautiful island of Elba, which is most famous for Aliatico and Napoleon. He was exiled there. Another fun fact. Not that you need to know that. And Aliatico also is found in other IGPs in central Italy, mostly Tuscany and the market, and also Puglia. Now, Aliatico, as I said before, it is found made as a dessert wine, like the uh, Elba Aliatico Basito, and it's also made into a dry red wine, even a rosato, something fun we'll get into later. And yeah, that is Aliatico, right from the Italian Wine Unplugged book. It is time now to invite our special guest on, Giulia Scalzini of Poggio Grillo Winery in Castagnetto Carducci, which is in Tuscany. And let's do it. Hi, ciao, Giulia. How are you? Hi, fine. And you? Good. Thank you for being on the Next Generation podcast with me. Happy that we're having no technical difficulties. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you for, for inviting me. Uh, thank you for the opportunity. So amazing. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so happy to have you here. So how, how are you? How's your day going? 
most importantly? Uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's good. <laughs> a little bit of rain, so <laughs> so a good uh, good day. <laughs> good. I mean, I survived now until three forty-seven p.m. as an American would say. So I think it's a good day. Unfortunately, it gets dark in an hour, which I you know that's winter, but I won't think too much about that. Let's dive into it. Obviously, you're here on the podcast because of wine. You're a young person in wine. And I hope you don't mind if I ask. I um, didn't catch your age. How old are you, by the way, if you don't mind if I ask? 27 years old. Okay. I'm 26. Okay. So we're basically the same age. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your role at the winery. First of all, uh, in the winery, I do uh, a bit of everything <laughs> because uh, we are very, very little. I, I fell into wine in a very, very strange way because uh, my family, in fact, is not an historical uh, wine family. Uh, both of my parents are doctors. My sister is a lawyer and a researcher. Uh, so I met the wine uh, when my father planted uh, the Enalfetar for vineyard in 2008. Um, he, had, he was always had this passion uh, and so he always made a little bit of wine for himself uh, a caratello of Vinsanto each year eh? it's not, uh, <laughs> not a lot but delicious uh, even before uh, to have the, the vineyard and so I was at the high school at the time uh, and um, uh, we did a not have a, our own cellar. Uh, he vinified uh, for rent in other nearby cellars. Uh, um, when the, the vineyard he planted in 2008 uh, in, uh, in Castagneto Carducci, starting to producing, and he planted his favorite grapes, his uh, Aliatico, so a very, very wonderful wine grape. And uh, so I met the wine. Uh, uh, following him uh, through the vineyard and the wineries uh, in which uh, we we vinified uh, for rent, um, and it was then that I really knew the world of wine and I fell in love with it. So after high school, I decided to study to become a winemaker, and uh, we started together the adventure. So since 2015, we have our own cellar at Pojal Grillo. Uh, we are still very very little because now we have two hectares in total and uh, many projects for the future so stay tuned <laughs> and so for this reason uh, in a very very little winery you have to do everything but I love to do everything so um, uh, from the vineyard from pruning to the harvest time uh, to the cellar some internal analysis too uh, I design labels uh, which are always uh, the results of a family brainstorming <laughs> but uh, it's uh, everything uh, uh, also the bottling and commercialization, social media management, so uh, everything. <laughs> well, you do you do everything. <laughs> yeah, you do everything. So it's just rename rename the winery Julia Scalzini. Then no, I'm kidding. <laughs> but speaking of the name Pojol Grillo, how did how did it get the name Pojol Grillo? So the, the name Pojol Grillo is the name of uh, our hill. It means uh, literally uh, hills of the cricket. So it's funny, <laughs> and uh, it's the name of uh, of our hill. So it's uh, it's local, and uh, I, I I really love the name because. Uh, uh, at first, it's, it's my father which uh, chose the name at the at the beginning, at the very beginning, and then uh, we built together our 
our our adventure creating a winery together with my father and then uh, uh, it slowly evolved the whole family so uh, we are very proud of it and uh, <laughs> now we are producing uh, three three wines no actually four because there is a new entry a red new entry and uh, one is our uh, white wine so 80% of Petit Manseng and 20% of ancient grapes uh, Tuscanian from an old vineyard that we recovered we say it is our white Tuscanian wine for oysters uh, it's provocation <laughs> because it's very fresh and vertical and also we produce say rosato, rosatico, our rosé 100% of aleatico, which uh, has a very unique personality, and uh, rezzeno, which is the aleatico passito, uh, the dream for which uh, it all began. <laughs> it's a sweet wine, but very balanced dessert wine, because uh, it's sweety, but not too much, uh, and um, it makes you want to ask for another glass, which is very important. And then the red wine, but it's, uh, it's, uh, it's a new project so for, the, for the future. For now, we're doing a, a very, very little production last year. The name was uh, Try the Second, because our second uh, harvest of this uh, little vineyard of Merlot, Cabernet Franc, and a little bit of uh, Sangiovese, to be also part of, uh, of the territory, because uh, uh, until 2018, uh, we... we, we produce uh, a white rosé and a sweet wine <laughs> so very strange for a land of, uh, of red wines <laughs> so now we have also the red when i discovered your winery the rosatico i was like that is a brilliant name <laughs> and i guess you came up with it because you do everything at the winery so i was like i'm like this is great like rosatico because not everyone knows aliatico you know I, I, outside of tuscany or italy that is so it, it's i think it's an amazing way to kind of like you know introduce people to Aliatico apart from the Pasito version which is and I've actually never tried it I love the color by the way so that's enough to get me in if anyone else has never seen this wine it's beautiful the color it like screams summer like you just are like and then now that I'm cold I'm even more upset about it (laughs) but you could drink it all year round of course yeah yes Super proud of the all the four colors. So thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it's because like, um, and uh, soon to you know dive a little bit into where your winery is. I think people obviously people love Toscana, they love Tuscany, but they they often don't realize like you know because there's certain things, and maybe you could tell me one of them. Actually, that's a good question for you, as like you're uh, being from Tuscany. What is one stereotype about Tuscany that annoys you? Well, uh, we have several several stereotypes. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the, the 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 most annoying is uh, uh, to make very full-bodied, two alcoholic wines. Uh, it's not at all like this. Uh, uh, we, we, we can also produce uh, very, very fresh uh, and, uh, and good, uh, good wines. So, no, uh, it, it's obviously that we produce good wine, but also a, a wine style um, much more fresh and much more contemporaneous. So for this uh, for this reason we we chose 
<laughs> we, we joke uh, we, we have uh, the white Tuscanian white uh, wine for, for oysters. This is the, <laughs> the joke. Well, yeah, looking at the map of where you're located, it's like you're the Muscadet now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but because it's 80% of Pretty Manseng, so very, very acid. But also Aliatico is very fresh. Um, and uh, Aliatico is a grape, a uh, uh, little bit rare. Uh, we have uh, 300 hectares in Italy, 20 in France, uh, two hectares in Australia. And so I, I really want to <laughs> to meet the uh, produce Aliatico in uh, in Australia. Yeah, same. <laughs> anyway, yeah, yeah. It's it's a, such a such a great uh, grape because uh, it's an aromatic grape, but uh, very complex uh, and so also rich uh, in polyphenols and tannins. So it's very very interesting. And also, it's fun to 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 make wine with this because uh, uh, it's surprising. Are you enjoying this podcast? Don't forget to visit our YouTube channel, Mama Jumbo Shrimp, for fascinating videos covering Stevie Kim and her travels across Italy and beyond, meeting winemakers, eating local food, and taking in the scenery. Now back to the show. Absolutely. I mean, and also, you know, diving further into that, your winery, and I'm assuming you are also from Castagnetto Carducci, which is, for whoever's listening that doesn't know, is in the southern, kind of coastal part of uh, Tuscany, and, you know, not, not too far from Bulgari, which is very famous, which is interesting, you're talking about those big alcoholic wines that uh, people think of, and not far away is you can find these fresh, delicious, um, you know, aliatico, aliatico, which um, I, I think it's great. I honestly, you know, and also for people to try other styles of, of rosé too, right? Outside of the norm. Um, and that's another reason I absolutely love the color of the rosatico because it's like, so different. It's like um, in, in the, on the contrary of the commercial uh, Rosatico style, because uh, at the beginning it was a little bit difficult to explain that uh, for us uh, uh, Aleatico is, uh, is an aromatic variety, so to extract uh, his uh, uh, varietal ca- characteristics, uh, we have to macerate it. So for us, the rosé is born in the vineyard because we divided the vineyard at the at first. So so uh, every choice that we make uh, is made on the. Uh, we keep in mind the enological objective we have, so it's very important for us. Uh, rosé is a very serious thing, but also we want to extract and to express uh, the real character of Aleatico and Aleatico cultivated in Castagneto Carducci, which is uh, yeah the the hill of uh, Bulgari. So it's. Uh, uh, so important to macerate it, uh, and when we macerate it, uh, we also extract uh, some color because uh, Aliatico has not a lot of anthocyanins, but uh, a good quality of anthocyanins, a lot of malvidin. So we extract color, and we want to keep it because it's uh, it's part of the characteristic of these grapes in this kind of vinification. So we want we don't want to to change its character to to make a wine similar to other territories but we want to make uh, a, a, an authenticity uh, and to put it in the bottle wow well said honestly <laughs> that's amazing so i mean especially i'm not surprised cuz you 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 got such a head start in winemaking right after high school 
But that's really inspiring because for me, I love wine because I Italian wine because of the uniqueness of all these varietals and also what you could do with them from the vineyard. That's awesome. So I want to dive into a couple other questions since we don't have a ton of time. But so Giulia Scalzini, the, the leading wine lady of <laughs> Castagneto Carducci. So let's dive into learn a little bit more about you, because as we know, wine isn't just us drinking it. It's also making it. But it's it's the energy, right? It's the experience. It's who you are, because I, I'm not to sound so spiritual, but like, you know, you, everyone puts their energy into things. So that said, tell us a little bit more about you. You know, what is it like growing up in Castagneto or what do you like to do? Like, let's learn about Julia. <laughs> My vibe is always simple and, and positive, <laughs> uh, but also expectant because I always uh, want to do to do my best. Uh, so apart from uh, uh, studying a lot and be very very curious uh, in this world, uh, in my spare time uh, I like uh, traveling, uh, discover other territories, uh, but also eating uh, good food. And I often organize. I love organize blind tasting uh, of wine with my friends. So basically, uh, in my free time, uh, I eat and drink a lot. <laughs> my mother won't be happy when she hears this. So let's say I taste a lot, <laughs> but, but but also with uh, with other purpose. Eh? It's uh, it's to feed my curiosity, not my stomach. And um, uh, I love travel, travel food. Uh, That's a good excuse. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, <laughs> but yes, it's a good excuse. But uh, it's also. Um, for example, when I I hang out, uh, I love to go in uh, wine bars or restaurants, which are run by people who convey this uh, the passion for wine and food uh, as a culture, experimentation, research. Uh, so it's uh, it's very important for me. I I love travel, travel food. Uh, um, and it's a way to learn a lot uh, about other cultures and territories. But uh, I also love uh, uh, doing some some other things, eh? <laughs> uh, working uh, in the woods of our hills. I love to know every corner and enjoy uh, the silence of the of the Macchia Mediterranea, the sound of nature. And I also really like music and art in general. But I don't have much time to to follow to really follow as, as I want. So I try to keep up today via internet, uh, podcast, uh, to read news uh, and so on. I mean, you do so much, so I wouldn't expect you to be able to. <laughs> if you told me you were a professional violinist, I would just die right now. I'd be like, I give up. <laughs> that's, that's, you know, that's, okay. No, I'm kidding. But no, that's awesome. So what's the most recent trip you went on? Or not even trip, like what's, where were you? Um, like, you know, when was the last like really great food and wine tasting, quote unquote, experience? Where did you last, you know, entertain your curiosity? <laughs> I, I've passed uh, recently uh, five months in France because um, in parallel with my, with the, with the managing of, of my winery, I'm doing a PhD research activity and so I was uh, abroad for a research period uh, in France uh, and uh, uh, it was amazing uh, for the research uh, and also for the for the great products uh, of, uh, of food and wine so uh, I, I was in Montpellier so in the, in the south 
and I loved uh, a lot uh, the, the wine of the region, which are not so uh, so not so famous, uh, but uh, it's very very youngest denomination, so it's very dynamic uh, part of the France, and also the cheese. I love the Pelardon. <laughs> it's uh, wonderful, wonderful cheese. Oh <laughs> uh, yes, I will. Traveling for cheese is worth it. Sometimes more worth it than the wine. Sometimes. <laughs> I, I I found a, a book uh, wonderful. It's a uh, Rando Fromage, and uh, there is the, um, the some maps. You can go uh, and and uh, and walking uh, into the woods and in the hills and so on, and then you arrive to a point uh, when uh, the the cheese is produced. It's amazing. <laughs> oh wow! Did you do one of the walks? Not yet, <laughs> but I will do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that sounds amazing! But for now, I I, uh, I only buy the book. <laughs> oh, you only bought the book. Okay, so that's the next trip. Yeah, yeah, that's super cool. So, I mean, you can't see me right now, but I well, I already lurked your Instagram before. I'm doing it again, and I was seeing all the photos from France, and I was just kind of, and now it all makes sense now that you're studying because I was like, I was like, is she even in Italy? And then it was like, oh no, she is, she is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's uh, uh, the um, the experience of the of the PhD was uh, amazing. I'm I'm um, I'm actually writing the last article, so it's uh, quite finished. But uh, it's a super uh, super experience. It was uh, it led me to uh, to learn a scientific method uh, and above all to make uh, applicative results of the research uh, and also to learn about and visit many territories in Italy and abroad so I'm truly truly grateful for uh, for this opportunity being part of a research results in wine uh, with either academic and uh, applicative value at an international level is uh, something amazing so it's uh, wonderful yeah definitely um ahead of the curve i would say at 27 as as somebody who's just a year younger than you <laughs> um that's that's awesome oh my gosh well thank you so much for being on the podcast i am very happy that cb passed along your contact to me and actually i probably should have said this in the beginning but um stevie kim you know, the lady that oversees everything. She um, met Julia at Fivi, uh, was it about a week ago? Time passes way too fast. But the Mignaioli Independenti, the the, uh, the festival. And so I'm so happy that it worked out to have Julia here. And Julia, I guess, as any podcast or any presentation would end, is there anything else you'd like to share with the community, the young Italian wine community, before we hop off? Let's taste our wines, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> thank you very much. It's such a uh, amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Julia. This has been super fun chatting. Um, and uh, yeah, you can find their winery. I mean, if you can't get the Casta Nieto Carducci, you can just find them on Instagram, Poggio Grillo, the winery. Yeah, yeah. Follow us. And thank you. <laughs> and yeah, thank you so much, Julia. Bye. As always, a big grazie for hanging out with me today. Remember, you can catch me every Sunday on the Italian Wine Podcast, available anywhere you can get your pods.